0: What is up guys? This is all the smoke on strength and physique with your hosts Adam and Chris where we provide you with evidence-based information, community support, and recognition to all who are bettering themselves with fitness. On this episode we talk all the smoke with strength rehab. What is up guys? So today we have some amazing individuals from strength rehab. They are two individuals that are in their doctorate for chiropractic. And that is going to be something we'd love to cover because I actually personally want to know that because after I finish my master's, it's something I considered, but Parker, Raul, let's go ahead, uh, introduce your guys' self. Tell us a little bit bit about yourself and then each of you (laughs) can talk about, (laughs) we got a nose goes right there. I like that. (laughs) So Raul, you first uh, tell us about yourself and why uh, chiropractic.
1: Dude, I hate Parker. He always makes me go first. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, um, my name is I'm a 24-year-old uh, chiropractic student. Finally, in my last year of school, um, did my bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Been a strength coach, personal trainer for around five years almost. Um, And that's, in a nutshell, yeah, who I am. We can talk a little bit later about why DC, but I'll let Parker introduce himself
2: i just like to start off and say thank you for the the compliment on calling us amazing i hardly remember to brush my teeth in the morning so at least somebody believes in me uh <laughs> actually well, now that you
0: mentioned that i don't think i did you know, <laughs> i
2: was gonna say what the hell is that smell chris that's your breath <laughs> i don't know this uh just to give you a little reason why i went the chiropractic route is you know being a strength coach and being um working with high school athletes uh, I didn't know where the end of my scope was because as we all know, performance and rehab are practically the same principles just with a different goal in mind. And I just didn't want to have handcuffs around my like wrist because I'm out of scope or I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. So I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go to school for the extra three and a half years just so I have the world as my oyster.
3: Explain who the hell you are, Parker. You forgot about
2: that. Exactly. Oh, right. I'm, <laughs> see, that's that's why I always have Raul go first, because usually <laughs> this is my go-to blanket statement. Like, yeah, we're same thing, same thing, you know? <laughs> but I guess that doesn't work when we're introducing yourselves. Uh, my name is Brandon Parker. I got my undergrad in exercise science with my man here, Adam. Um, I, I would say that in hindsight, I wish I took up more opportunity because I didn't realize how... Surrounded or how stacked Tampa is with just great minds, um, but you know hindsight's twenty twenty, and uh, I just like sports performance, and I like coaching people. Um, not necessarily like, hey, let's get stronger, but more so the lifestyle adaptations behind it. Nice, awesome. Nice.
0: All right. So no, that's exactly one of the things I'm looking into is chiropractic care because there's so much issues with pain. Correct corrective exercise or however you guys prehab, whatever you guys want to consider it. Uh, And it's sort of outside of my scope. If someone's having tingling within their hand, I've never covered uh, nerves in my master's. So that's something I don't, I, I know tingling is partly nerve, but I mean, you guys can answer this. I don't know if you're supposed to stop exercise immediately. If you feel tingling or continue, unless it starts to get worse or um, I mean, so yeah, I think chiropractic's amazing. Raul, mm-hmm. do you want to touch on why you decided to go that route?
1: Absolutely. Um, ever since high school, I knew I wanted to be involved in healthcare. Uh, I was in between PT school and uh, chiro school. Uh, and after doing some research, uh, I concluded that being a doctor of chiropractic gives you a bigger scope and you don't need to depend on like physicians referrals. Like you, you're basically considered a primary care physician, at least in Florida. So I was like, why not? Um, give me a bigger scope, I can treat more people. Uh, I don't gotta depend on other people and it's better for business. So I just, yeah, I just did it.
0: That's really smart. But
1: more or less same reasons, yeah, I wanted to have a bigger scope of practice. Like for example, where coaches, somebody gets injured uh, under training under us. I, I want to treat that person. I don't want to refer him out. So might as well do it.
0: Yeah, no. And I definitely think that's the safest approach to go. And is, was it before strength? where did you, where'd you guys meet each other in your program or? But it's a funny story, but yeah, in your program. Okay. Tell us about the story.
1: I, I, it was like, it was Friday, the Friday before starting school, uh, school. Um, and I was, I was sitting, right? And here comes Parker with his girlfriend, and he just sits down. I'm talking with my roommate, and he's like, hey, my name's Parker. This is my girlfriend, Amy, and here's my number. I don't know absolutely what's going on. I never know what's going on, so here's my number. Tell me what you got to do. And I told my roommate, I was like, dude, I'm never going to talk to that guy. He's so irresponsible. <laughs> Here I am two years after building a business with him, but yeah.
0: So why the business that, that leads us into our next topic, uh, strength rehab. Why was that started? What do you guys plan to accomplish with that?
2: You
1: want to tag that, Parker?
2: Can I yeah, I, I mean, you? yeah, I mean, yeah, you just clean up anything I, I will inevitably miss or not mention. But at, at the end of the day, it's kind of like we all know when you go through Instagram, you see all this this mindless, Not there's no nuance, there's no critical thinking when it comes to the information that's being put out and it typically leads to either people being in more perpetuated pain or they're just not getting results in the gym because like for example let's just talk about rpe rpe is very subjective and i think it's one of the the latest and greatest ways to lift but Without any type of critical thinking or perspective, people are now not even training nearly as hard as they used to because they're afraid that they're overtraining. Because, you know, we talk about don't hit a 10 unless, you know, we're getting close to peaking and stuff like that. So it just came it, in a nutshell, just basically like, look, we both have the. The mindset and the opportunity to spread good information so why don't we do it I, and i don't want to sound pompous but the uh academic side here at chiropractic it, it isn't as tedious as people make it out to being so we're, sit, we're sitting here twiddling our thumbs why don't we do something that's positive and have a long-lasting benefit you know so what you're telling me is because i've been considering it if i get accepted it'll be
0: easy and i can just twiddle my thumbs
2: Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> did, uh, Parker, did you do your master's at USF as well?
2: No, I, so what I did was, um, interesting enough, so I am ai have a mentality of, like, I like to put myself in really bad situations, so, like, I can't really complain when I'm in a good situation. So after I uh, graduated with uh, with Adam here, I had about a three, four-month gap before chiropractic school started up. I could have oh, took awesome. the, the quarter... I could have took the quarter before because it's rolling admissions. But I said, no, let me let me get some money. So what was the best paying job? It was a graveyard shift at a warehouse distribution center where I was just throwing cases of alcohol onto thing. My job was from, I think, four in the afternoon to whenever we finish. Sometimes it was 7 a.m. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, I see the people that work there and they worked there for 40 years. And they don't complain and it's a really bad job. So me going to school, I have literally nothing to complain about. <laughs> All right, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> Raul, do you think anything could be covered on that about strength rehab?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, basically the end goal was to share the information because not a lot of people in our school have our same mentality and our same knowledge and beliefs. Uh, and we just started talking a lot. We knew, we saw that we had a uh, similar beliefs similar angles and we were like hey we might as well do something to share the information with people that might benefit from it uh so yeah we started um but if you see your content it was way different than what it is right now but yeah it's it's that um we can get into the details of what we want to do in the future but yeah that's basically the why behind strength rehab is just education
3: let me ask you guys one question so you obviously you guys heard you guys talk about and i've heard numerous other doctoral students in either physical therapy or chiropractic what is the most like difficult thing that you know it seems that educational systems just don't want to progress forward Mm -hmm. um right you guys just are taught to be generalists taught to pass an exam Mm -hmm. what's the most difficult thing paying for that education sitting in that classroom and knowing sometimes like yo this is outdated what are you guys trying to do with strength rehab to hopefully, you know, change the game?
1: Yeah, um, I personally believe that, I mean, we can indeed do make a change in the chiropractic profession. And that's our goal uh, with our seminars. We want to teach seminars, et cetera. But I also believe that if we want to change the profession, it's the educational system that has to change. Like their curriculum has to change. But we both know that that's honestly not going to happen. Uh, just because how it is, politics, uh, the boards you got to pass the board's exam, those are also outdated. But if we can make at least a slight percent, uh, a slight change in the profession, we're, we're gonna do it, and that's why we're making and banking all of this content and creating future seminars just to try and change how people see rehab and fitness and pain uh, one day at a time,
2: yeah. Yeah, I would, I would completely agree with that. The, the big thing is, is it, it starts with the institution, right? And if we're grading the institutions on how well they get people to pass the boards, then it goes to the boards, right? So it's either we change how we, we grade how well an institution is run, or we change the actual boards themselves. And they base all their information off of outdated textbooks. So I guess like, where are we starting, right? Are we starting with the textbooks? Are we starting with the boards? Are we starting with the schools? But at the end of the day, they all need to be corrected because mm-hmm. we all know how important it is to connect with somebody and be genuine in front of them we don't have a class on that we have a quote unquote psychology class where we covered bulimia i think that's the only thing i remember and you know i'm saying i got an a in it i got an a in that class but i'll tell you that's all i remember so that tells you how pointless that class was how 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 can we drive home points where when they're in the real world they have this this readily accessible information so that is the hard part where when I'm trying to teach somebody or I'm trying to explain something that they didn't grasp in in lecture, I'm like, okay, well, just think about it. This person walks into your office, you see this, this, and this. They go, I never thought about like this. Dude, you're going to be dealing with this in a couple of years. If you just let this go over your head, now you're negligent and there's not practice. But people don't think like that and they stay in their bubble of, I really hope there's a lumbar sprain coming my way because 90% of them will get better without me even touching them. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. the frustration right there. It's just we're not getting prepared to be real life practitioners. We're getting prepared to circle A, B, C, or D. You know what I'm saying?
3: Now so what with obviously what you guys do as uh, strength rehab, one, how the hell do you guys have the time to do it while you are in a doctoral program? Even though you said you guys twiddle your thumbs, and then two. What are you guys doing to kind of, you know, stay up to date to with the latest and greatest information that is out there other than, you know,
1: being in school? Mm-hmm. I would say for number one, it's all about time management and priorities. We knew that we wanted to move the the company or the business or the whatever Instagram forward. And we just committed. We started doing what we could at the time. It was, I, I believe we started doing like one post per day, mm-hmm. per week. Then we did two. Then we did three. Now we do like almost every day except Sunday. Uh, I would say I would say it's all about priorities. Uh, if if I had a break during, if I had a, like a two hour break between classes, I was gonna study those two hours because then when I was finished with school, I could do my research, I could go lift, I could film content. Uh, I I mean it's not bad, but it's all about time management. Because as Parker said at the beginning, uh, school is not hard. It's just a lot lot of busy work. But if you put in the time, one or two hours, every, every single day, right. it makes it so so easy. Like the day before exams, you're like, I don't gotta study for that because I already know mm-hmm. it. It's all mm-hmm. about time management. That that would be my biggest thing. I don't know, Parker.
2: Yeah, I would agree, and I would just I would put on top of that is the way we time managed our content is all right dude it's the end of the quarter we got to record for next quarter what time is it okay it's 2 a.m in the morning you want to go film these things we would just go to the local gym and we would just crush content so we had this massive vault of of ideas and already recorded things so if we are brain dead or we lack creativity we have this brain trust that we already created um, that that being said we get inspired and we put something out that week that we recorded that time but it's it's yeah time management batch all the things that you can batch together and then just keep on rolling i mean you're not going to tell a power lifter hey make time to work out he's going to make time you know what i'm saying so it's how important is it to you
1: Exactly. And sacrifices because we obviously we always say that it's easy, but it takes a certain amount of sacrifice at the end of the quarter. Let's say we've finished our quarter today. That night at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., we were at the gym busting our ass and just filming content till like 3 a.m. just to go on with our lives. So even though it's easy, it, it does take some sacrifice. You just got to do
2: it. Have you guys ever been sleep drunk? You you ever been in that circumstance where like you're just sleep deprived and like everything's funny and nothing's really going through your mind. Like you're fried. I think I've seen people.
0: I was about to say, I think I've seen people, but like when I'm tired, man, like my body shuts down. Uh, Like I I can't can't focus. I can't read. I can't, I can't scroll through Instagram. Mm -hmm. Like my eyes, if I'm on my phone, it'll just (laughs) see you later, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's done. Yeah. You don't want to be around me. If I don't get at least my
2: six hours, that's all Uh I can say. (laughs) I I just recall there's times where we're like, you know, we're we're deep into recording this content. It's like 2 a.m. and just like I'm just I'll just look at him and we'll just (laughs) both just break into laughter because we just both look at so distraught, so run down, and and like we don't know what the hell we're doing. We never know what the hell we're doing. We're we're one step ahead, but that one step we we planned is a really shitty step. I'll tell you that. You know, (laughs) like it's just like all right, here's our plan, and then it gets thrown out the window because it was it was half cooked anyways. You know.
0: I think some uh, that's one of the biggest things I've had issues with and it goes back to just making it a priority uh, because since I've finished my masters, I've been more on top of posting comment uh, content making content. Uh, I started a YouTube page trying to really push a ton of exercise demonstrations out on that mm-hmm. uh, just so I can provide my clients with how to do it the way I want them to do it. Um, but it, it just it's time management. I don't think a lot of people realize that, and it goes for pain management, goes for nutrition. It goes for anything health or fitness related. If you want anything to be a priority, for example, your kids, some people don't make their kids a priority. Some Mm -hmm. people, most people make their kids a priority. It it's, it's really up to you on what you want to accomplish, um, do you have any other things to add on that, Adam? No, I just want to ask
3: one more, uh, another question though, to kind of, you know, hit the thing going. Cause obviously, right. When I see you guys, I don't see you guys as typical Cairo people. And maybe that's my bias from, Hey, I wanted to be a physical therapist and things of that nature. But when I think of Cairo, I think of, Hey, I got to put my hands on you. I got to pop you here. you got to mm-hmm. see me every, every week or every month. You guys are doing it different. Mm-hmm. um, and in essence, like I said, you couldn't even tell you're a Cairo. Why are, are you guys doing it different? Um, and second, what is like, how are you managing it then? Because again, if somebody comes to you as a Cairo, they're expecting their hands to be, or your hands to be on them. How are you, I guess, communicating with whatever processes it is to that patient or client?
1: Before we uh, reply to that uh, to that question do you want us to reply to number two uh, of the last question about how we stay up to date with the latest information or not
3: yeah, yeah, totally let's do that. About <laughs> yeah let's do that one let's do that hey I forgot uh,
0: to <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah I mean I always recommend just to subscribe to different journals uh, there's a lot of good app applications out there uh, the Pedro database. Um, and a, a numeral different other ones that they just send you weekly or monthly research. And that's enough because it's a lot mm-hmm. of papers. I would say that uh, follow good uh, accounts on Instagram. The guys you had evidence-based movements. There's a lot of different doctors that just crush it and post uh, daily research. And number three, just surrounding yourself with the, with the right people. Uh, we used to do like... Um, one call every, like every single Saturday about differential diagnosis. And someone comes with hip pain, What are all of the different things that it can be with evidence, obviously. Um, and I would say it's, it just find whatever works for you. But those are my number three tips. Just subscribing to journals, following the right people and surrounding yourself with the right people. You know. Now we can move on to the other question, which Parker
2: will answer. Well, yeah. So you're going to have to remind me of the question. But before we get into that question, I have a question. Okay. So it's my turn. Okay. So Chris, you did mention that you wanted to go into chiro- chiropractic and, you know, you are post-masters now. I'm just curious. So what's the plan? Like why chiropractic and why uh, or, haven't you made the jump yet? Or why are you thinking about making the jump?
0: So I'm strictly considering, and that's another thing I was gonna to touch on. Adam mentioned you guys are sort of looking to do things differently. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the reminder on his question. I love that. I don't think chiropractic care should just be like, oh, come in, get adjusted, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. I've been in that, uh, I, that might be like a negative stigma for you guys. I don't, in my eyes, I think that's the wrong way to go about chiropractic care. And I was stuck in that cycle with someone. Um, I don't know if he was just doing it as like a side gig or what he was doing it as, but then I had looked and sought out for another chiropractor and it was a world of a difference. He, when he did his initial assessment, he asked tons of questions about, uh, things that I wouldn't even think he was going to be asking. And it helped my plan of care so much. And back to sort of what you said, Parker, I don't want to be limited. My main focus is getting people uh, with MyFlow Athletics, getting people programming knowledge that they won't have if they don't go pay for a coach and just putting accurate information out there. So like making sure you have a well-balanced program because something I'm still trying to correct myself on from years of working out without understanding of a balanced program is I was not doing pulls all throughout high school. So like my rear delts, so undefined, uh, Mm -hmm. so underdeveloped compared to my front delts. Mm -hmm. Um, Still trying to work on that before I consider going into a competition, but just not being limited is something I want to seek out. And I think I can do that with that because that's going to explain a whole different knowledge based on pain based on how to approach those situations and just think of it in a different aspect gotcha gotcha
2: hey just to give you uh to make you feel a little bit better because there's misery and company or misery loves company is i used to run the small uh squat program but i said you know what i'm gonna do it for bench press and i remember getting maybe like three weeks in and like halfway through the bench set my right delt, rear delt, would just cramp so hard. And I, I remember it to this day. The bar literally just came crashing down onto my sternum. And I was just, I just laid there. I I was motionless, right? And the spotter was just so shook because the, the rep right before I moved it easily. And we just had this, I felt like an eternity, but we just made eye contact and nothing was said. until to the point was like, you're going to get this bar off me, right? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get this bar off me. Of
0: <laughs> so is that where you sort of like realize like, wow, I got to change things up a little or I got to look further into this? Yeah, it, it,
2: will, it it's kind of like this, this thought process where you're like, all right, for rows, rows. We know the rear delt is in, incorporated with that movement, right? Well, I was the, the thought process was, oh, I do a lot of rows, I'll cover this, right? Clearly not, you know. So it just it was to the end of the day, it was either I was overworking the rows, or I was just under training the rows completely, and I thought I was killing it, and <laughs> and I just did too much bench press where I just became overly adapted to that movement. I mean, like I think it was like you bench four times. Well, you would do the exercise four times a week. And like, there was an easy intermediate and hard day. And you know, this is for geared lifters. Like, you know, they they have like high levels of testosterone through the body. But of course I'm like, Hey, I'm young. I got this. I didn't have this people. I did not have this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So my experience and what like made me click is that second time around with that chiropractor, the reason why I saw, looked like, looked him up, looked for a different route or a different approach is because I was having shoulder pain and it was the rear shoulder. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, you guys can correct this if you want, but it felt like impingement. Um, I don't know if impingement syndrome is permanent or if it's, you can correct it. Is it permanent or no? No. So um, the approach he took it was a lot of thoracic mobility, uh, stuff like that, but also focusing on a balanced approach. He was like, how often do you work your rear delts? And I'm like, what? I'm like you have to work your rear delt. You can't see that though. Um or maybe maybe I was like what's a rear delt? I don't know. Right. Um so it just that's where it clicked for me. My whole life I wasn't doing rows nor was I doing anything overhead pressing. Um so it was just mind-blowing that it took me up until my undergrad to figure that out. Uh I w- it was very frustrating but it's not something I want anyone else to go through so that's why Uh, that's why I put out information like I do. I'm trying to brainstorm a way for people to make their own programs a very smart way. Um, So like if you don't have anything that covers your back, something gets thrown like a red flag. Um, Still can't figure out how I'm going to do this, but that's why I want to go into chiropractic care because I had an injury that was Mm. due to a lack of knowledge on my
2: program and it could have been easily corrected. Right, right. I mean, I, I I don't recall the initial question, Adam. I don't know if you do, but if you would remind us, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So, like
3: when I when I see you guys, and I always, I guess I can go to a little bit, man. I remember when you guys first started this. I'll give you a lot of credit for continuously doing it for what is it, almost two years now. So props to y'all for doing that shit because I know it's hard. Um, right. When I think of a chiropractor, I think somebody's going to put their hands on me mm-hmm. and somebody's going to pop my back, and I'm going to mm-hmm. come see them to pop my back every week, every month, however that time course is going to be, but you guys aren't doing that. You guys are, again, exercise prescription, lifestyle changes, things that are, you know, up to date. And I would say the literature and I think the culture shift that is happening, but Mm -hmm. right. A lot of people's mindsets aren't caught up yet. How are you communicating to that, to your patients or your clients that, Hey, I'm not here to just put my hands on you. I'm here to do whatever you guys are trying to do. How are you guys Mm -hmm. going about that?
2: You know, like it's almost like you were in my head or you around me uh, when this happened, because I have a great story. It's completely humbling. And um, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll share it. So basically, I had a young 13 year old gymnast come into the office uh, that I had. I I specifically picked it because like I've never worked with this population. You only hear things about them. So I'm going to give it a shot. Right. And, you know, in in the fact that we are in a chiropractic clinic that's affiliated with Palmer and these people have been going to Palmer students the last year or so, um, they expect a certain thing. And if you don't give them that certain thing, they'll leave, period. You're a chiropractor, I want this. So you have to find that balance where you're still giving them something, but then you kind of sneak in your advice because we, we know at the end of the day, I can pop your back, you're, you're gonna feel good for right now and then you're back to square one again. And I don't think that's where you should be paying me my money. I think you should be paying me for the fact that I've dedicated my life to this and I know the most efficient route to get you back to where you need to be. Um, but back to the story, I, I did all my orthos. She was clear on everything. It seemed like a lumbar strain um, because she's, uh, it was either a lumbar strain or we're talking about a load management case. She's a young girl, she went to the gym, three hours for each time, four times a week. So this girl's crushing it as a gymnast. It's a high impact sport, right? And the mechanism of, of injury was she fell on her back, right? Well, if we're, if we're just playing odds of how young she is and how often she does this sport, she's, she's a dense person. She's probably hasn't really fractured anything. Fact, the fact that she's coming in and she can't localize any type of pain, most likely some sort of lumbar strain of some sort. So I looked at the dad and I said, look, I think it's this, this, and this, how's, the, how's your stress? How's your diet? All the three pillars of recovery, right? Like stress, diet, and sleep. Sleep was okay. Stress was not like, all right. And then they, they said like, oh, well, you know what? We haven't been eating that much because we're always on the go. It's like, well, you know, if, you, if you're not giving the construction workers the materials they need to build a house, is the house gonna be built? No. But I guarantee, so so I couldn't have this conversation until I attempted to crack her back. So I'll I give you an idea. So first I, I, I just went for the neck. I was just like, let's see how the neck is going. Let's see how it's moving. Dude, just, just picture the most flexible thing you've ever seen. I, I don't want to send anything in into the stratosphere right now. So I'm like, okay, neck is fine. Let's go to the, the thoracics. Can you flip over for me? And then I put my hands on her back. Like, like like feathers and I said can you breathe in and breathe out for me she's breathing out on her way down I didn't put any additional like stress on her back everything went okay so I don't think you need this either so let's go ahead and let's have a great time and try the lumbars because we're 0 for two already and <laughs> let's just add to this trifecta um I put her in the traditional side posture that everyone should know if they went to a chiropractor, they're laying on their side and we just put a little bit of twist into the lumbar spine and pop, 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 right? Well, she's a gymnast, right? So I put her in the traditional one, no end in sight. I'm like, okay, let's just modify this a little bit more. Let's go ahead and just have you lay completely flat on your back and I'm just gonna bring your legs over. Once again, literally no end in sight. So as a traditional chiropractor, you might be scratching your head. And, and rightfully so, because we are only trained with a certain amount of tools, adjustments and soft tissue work where you know you just strip out the area. Those are the big two things. I mean, older patients might get flexion distraction, but that's a whole nother story. The idea here is nothing worked. Now I'm in a position of not authority, <laughs> you know, because like, like now I look like a scrub, but I looked at him, and I said, look, as you can see, she clearly doesn't need this. I think it's this, this, and this. And he seemed very receptive. I did tell him this. I said, I would like to see her next week just to see how her progress is. And I swear to you, I ran to the, the computer to check if he actually made that appointment because I was like this guy is not coming back. <laughs> but luckily enough, they made another appointment. I think I established a, a connection through honesty. Um, and I think that's, that's what I was getting at to answer the question traditionally is we're, we have to at least build a buy-in before we try to change their beliefs. Because if I'm just some hotshot student, like that's stupid, we ain't gonna do that. They're like, all right, there's a hundred other interns here. We don't need to hear from you. I hope that answered your question in a long roundabout way.
3: <laughs> no, definitely. I think right, you said it, you gotta have that buy-in because if you wanted to be that, that, that know-it-all and say, nah, this this and this, sometimes you have to give the client or patient everything they want just to show them, like, hey, this is nothing that you need. Exactly. Um, and again, it, the, I always say there's beauty in the struggle. And going through that learning experience shows you how much I know and it shows the client how much I care. Right. Um, and I think if you don't go that route, um, you're. I think both of us are doing you a disservice. Now, Raul, do you have anything similar or why you guys go different approach? Because again, I've talked to many Kairos and I've talked to many PTs and I just, I slap myself in the face sometimes. I'm like, what? So again, props to you for being not normal, um, but why? Why is that?
1: So why behind it is that um, we want what's, we know what's best for people and we want to give them that. And we know that uh, spinal manipulation is not the best thing for you or your pain. Um, uh, yeah, as Parker said, uh, getting uh, patients buy-in is indeed important, but you can get the buy-in in a million different ways. Uh, I, I do it with exercise, for example, uh, you're coming in with rhomboid pain, like pain in between your scalps. There's, a, I've had like four patients so far with the same pain. I give them the same exercise and all of them are like, oh my gosh, it doesn't hurt. And after that, do you think you need spinal Uh No, maybe not. Um, but yeah, we're doing it different because we're, we're trying to change the narratives behind chiropractic. We know it's almost impossible, but we gotta at least start somewhere. And if I know what's best for you, I'm gonna try and educate you on what is best for you so that you can have better outcomes. And one thing that's super important for pain treatment uh, is self-efficacy. If you're doing everything for the patient, you are not helping them improve their self-efficacy and instead you're making it worse. So we're we're just huge into education, empowerment. Um, We believe it's the way to go in regards to spine pain. uh, And that's what the evidence says so far. Uh, and as I said, if we know what's best for you, we're going to try and point you and direct you in that direction, basically.
0: So this, this will lead us into our next topic and something I even asked Adam, like, what are you trying to cover by that? Because this is something that we're not taught uh, in our master's pain science. Uh, we're not taught pain. We're not taught how to address it. Uh, we're taught how to look at like the three main pillars is the recovery nutrition good uh, or so tell us, give us direction on that and, and what your guys's opinion is on that or what we should even know about it.
2: Yeah, I guess like like when it comes to this conversation, Raul and I like where Raul knows how I'm like how I feel about this content is because it's such a complex subject that even if we nail it, when you go back to the practical application of things, it it just gets real simple, and it's kind of just a couple things you can do, and uh, just just I like to always think about it like this: when you're dealing with somebody that is like an ultra marathoner, their their pain tolerance is through the roof. Why? Is because they're almost like sadists. They they they're running mile after mile after mile, and they have all this lactic uh lactate build up, and they're burning right. Well, why why do they experience pain less than somebody else? They're the same human being right? Maybe from the same even cultural background, but it's just. It's just basically perspective. And I, I think perspective is huge and perspective can be given through doing something like uh, sports or something like a doctor giving them validation saying, Hey, I know you're in pain. And I know what I, well, I think I know what you have right now, expect this timeline and you should be fine. Both of those, those perspectives will decrease pain tremendously. So th- that's, that's what I would say is just like from somebody that doesn't need a big condition, just Understand what they're dealing with. I guess you would have to get it diagnosed by somebody that is a physician. But once you understand the pathology and the timeline behind it, it just goes back to simple strength and conditioning principles if you want to treat it like so. And that's just, where's your square one where you have no pain and, well, moderate pain because we like to be on the cusp. And how can we progress it without, it, without expat, expat making the pain worse? I'm trying to use big words and I can't even say them. Look at me. Look at me.
0: I know you're <laughs> exaggerating exaggerating, exaggerating.
2: <laughs> okay we're exaggerating. all on the same page we just can't say <laughs> <it>. <laughs> but yeah I just saying like so in my two big points would just be like educate them saying like hey you're gonna be feeling wonky for a little bit but you can walk you can walk you can do these exercises and then just kind of just meet them where they are at you know meet them where they're at you got anything else raul
1: um i mean yeah there's a million things we can say about pain i don't know what specifically you'd like to know but even though pain science is not an in- intervention by itself, I believe it's important, at least for chiros or doctors, to know a little bit about what pain is and what it's not. Um, mm-hmm. It is an experience, so it's subjective, obviously. Uh, but there's, there's not a cookie-cutter approach to explaining pain to patients. Um, I do not try to explain like, hey, this is pain and this is not pain, but something that I've been doing and I've been practicing more is that, hey, after doing all of your history, all of your exams, Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is what you don't have. Like, you you should not be worried about having this, 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 and this. Uh, What you have is this type of pain or whatever pain, if it's an acute chronic, that depends on a lot of million factors. But uh, so you shouldn't be worried about this. And you have this type of pain. And this is 10, 15 ways we can address it. Like, what would you prefer? Uh, Because pain, dude, you can do anything. And anything works in the right context. Right. So it's all about setting the right expectations. Uh, but I I I like to address it like I don't tell them like ah oh, pain is not this pain is not that. I just tell them like hey, shouldn't be worried about having this type of quote unquote bad pain because your pain is something normal. Uh, and that that's like like okay I shouldn't be worried about it then. Uh, I, I expectations and context and you can get anyone better.
3: I totally agree. So now, is it in Cairo school, are they teaching you more like that biopsychosocial model or what? what is the model? It doesn't exist. I mean,
1: Cairo, like they're going to teach you that pain is due to subluxations 90% of the time. Uh, It's a strictly biomedical uh, program. Um, But what we know about pain is uh, just outside research and asking people, but no, no biopsychosocial approach here.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. So go into a little bit more detail, right? You get an MRI, somebody's got three or four bulging discs, right? He's got pain, but
2: mm-hmm.
3: shoot, I'm a powerlifter. I have a rounded back when I deadlift. Maybe I have five or six bulging discs, but no pain. Mm-hmm. What, why and what, what, is the, what is the issue with that?
1: Uh, number one, it depends on the patient, right? But uh, even though we see that you have an X amount of bulging discs in your MRIs, we have absolutely no idea if your pain is due to that bulging disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that, depending on the age, uh, but even young people like us in the 20s, 30% of us have bulging discs, and we, we have no pain. So why do I have pain if I have a bulging disc, And mm-hmm. but why does Sparker doesn't have pain if he has a bulging disc? Uh, and as I said, I, I don't like to say or tell them, like, hey, that's causing your pain and your symptoms. Uh, it might be attributing to your pain experience, yes, but once again, here are some things that we can do because in reality, as I said, there's absolutely no way of knowing why a person has pain on the first place. I mean, yeah, a lot of things it, and you can explain the biopsychosocial model and approach, which I love to do, but it's just very not true to say like, hey, your pain is due to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. And obviously, if they're like highly intellectual people you can share some of the research with them but not everybody wants or likes research so that's obviously something that you can't do with every single patient that comes through your door.
3: Gotcha. Yeah I think that's great because again like you said we all have to have that individualized approach but I think you know even with school right they teach you how to almost think inside of a box but if you can't get uncomfortable and almost go
1: through that experience um, it's really difficult something related to the disc bulges examples or whatever is that you can uh, basically tell them uh, with 100 percent certainty almost that they are going to be fine because if you see the research even the worst type of uh, bulging disc they recover with time without needing surgery or any sort of treatment so it's like hey i know that you have this and that's where your, your mri or whatever uh, tells you but if you wait and you have patience and blah, 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 you are going to be fine because 99% of people don't need surgery or treatment. So yeah. there's a million ways to attack the, the question, but that's a couple of ways that you can address it.
3: Gotcha. Nice. No, I'm going to keep hitting you with questions that I know that sometimes or most of the time is going to be like, it depends. But for a program perspective, right, you guys are all about, you know, I think, again, thinking outside of the box from a chiropractor or a traditional chiropractor. What are those like top three, four or five movements that you feel any and every individual should be doing in their program
2: or just for uh, daily activities of living? So with uh, we had a we had a cool guy on Jim Eubanks, which is was a chiropractor who went into MD and is now becoming a medical doctor officially. Uh, I think he's in his residency, but I'm not too sure. Um, we started to talk about central canal st- stenosis. Long story short, the cord itself is being kind of uh, crushed by the bone itself, and I would I would say that's much worse than what we talk about with uh, IBDs being herniated, right? our disc being herniated. And, and I asked him, I was like, okay, so the, these people have this huge problem where their cord is actually being compressed. What, what do we do? Like, do they always have to go get surgery and goes, no, most of them just adapt. He's like, what do you mean? He's just like, well, you just keep exercising and then it's almost like they don't have it. So some people have it and they have no clue at all. So when you hear something like that, and of course, like he didn't even put anything like any type of context on exercise, cause it doesn't matter right cuz like it's it's just movement in general and we're just utilizing the legs right let's just say the 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 compressions lower in the spinal cord just using the legs is basically having us adapt to the stimulus that we need right um to answer your question, all right, we have this we have this technique called McKenzie. Um, long story short, uh, when they have low back pain, we just start getting them into the motion that they don't want to be. So let's say they don't want to extend backwards. We just find a roundabout way to get them to go slightly backwards, right? But they, they kind of put it into the big three, which is like McKenzie press-ups, uh, McKenzie side planks off the wall, and long story short. But what I'm getting at is we they learn this system instead of utilizing the principle is find find these movements that's provocative regress them enough so they can do it and just build it right back up again. So instead of it being just an athlete who can't perform the exercise due to some sort of reason, whether it be just like improper, like the exercise doesn't fit their biomechanics or they're just not strong enough to fit the technique, we find a way or we we create an environment around the athlete so they can self-organize to do that exercise, right? it's the same exact thing with rehab. Instead of it being more pounds on the bar, which inevitably will happen with, with rehab, it's more so, how are you feeling? Are you feeling good? Okay, let's progress the stimulus. Maybe not through weight, but just more stress on the anatomical structure that we want to create resilience within. Does that
3: make sense? Perfect sense. That was a great explanation. But now let's say, cause I'm that SOB that man, I don't want to. I'll fight through the pain. I want more load on the bar. Now, how are you? I guess reeling in somebody that just doesn't want to listen, or just hey, I rather instead of going zero to ten, I want to go zero to hundred. Like that impatient person, because now you know nowadays we live in that instant gratification world. It's like, hold up, this week I feel really good, but now I feel like crap. Like, how are you getting are you com- explaining that process to
2: somebody? I I have the. It sounds terrible, but I, like this is one of the methods that I like to use. It's called the bait and switch. Um, kind of like, you know, they want to push intensity, right? And, you know, they don't want to feel like they're losing gains. Not only, not only could you meet them and say like, look, it takes very minimal amount of work to maintain strength and muscle mass, but you can also just give them a separate exercise that they can just drive intensity through the roof and they feel like they're still making steady progress. And in the meantime, they're not pissing off the the previous injury that they came in here with. So for, for example, I had somebody that had a low back pain issue and it was due to low bar squats, okay? So instead of doing low bar squats, we tried all the variations, but it seemed like he adapted well to goblet squats. So, okay, let's just drive it. We'll just drive that stimulus as much as we can. But while we do that, I need to have that switch or the bait, right? So what am I gonna bait him with? All right, well, I just basically said like, all right, well, you really wanna build that bench press, right? Let's go ahead and just take the volume down on the lower body because we know that makes you real tired. I want you nice and fresh so when it's time to bench, you can pull the trigger. And he goes, that makes a lot of sense. Wow, that great, yeah, yeah we're just gonna do a block of it. Four weeks, four to six weeks, that's all you need in order for you to recover from most injuries. So. It sounds kind of like, like Jedi mind tricky, ninja-ish, and it doesn't sound – it kind of scummy. I don't know. It sounds kind of scummy, but I don't mean it. I don't mean it like that, and it works out. It works out into my it, favor.
0: It's the thing that where you, you give the client what they want, but you also do what they need as well.
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. What about I, you? I o? actually
0: – I like that approach. I probably will use that going forward, sort of, oh, your lower body has been really – your your knees been really bothering you. Okay, let's do a lighter load exercise and – what about your bench? You said that you've been sort of <laughs> lacking in that lately. That's
2: smart. That's I like that. <laughs> the bait and switch, baby. Bait and all switch. I
3: can think of now is that up
2: movie with the dog. He's a <laughs> squirrel. That's all I can think <laughs> of right now. <laughs> Raul, how would you attack that?
1: How would I attack well, I forgot the question
2: in the first place. I just mesmerized you with my speech. You just talk a lot. No, you're just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: No, so like some, you know, some individuals like myself, it's more like, hey, I just want more weight on the bar. I don't care about, you know, that process that everyone talks about. Hey, it's zero to 10, 10 to 20. I want to go zero to 100, especially nowadays that we live in an instant gratification world that, hey, it should only take me a week, right? I'm feeling good this week. So next week, I should be able to hop right back into it. But now two weeks later, I feel like complete crap. How are you explaining that approach or that those symptoms to somebody?
1: I mean, if it's someone like you that likes to go zero for 200 real quick, and I know that you're an athlete, so probably your pain threshold uh, is probably pretty damn high. Um, I would tell you, okay, go hard on the gym, but if 24 hours, you still have those symptoms, it's time to regress a little bit. It's okay to have symptoms uh, the day after, but if they go more than a day, then you know that you probably did a little bit too much too soon. Um, That's an easy way to explain it because... We, I mean, we don't wanna work super, super hard that we injure ourselves more, but we also don't wanna work with too light load and no intensity at all. It's kind of like a sweet spot of what we're aiming for because we still need adaptation. So we still need to train hard enough, Uh, but that's what I would do on that situation. But obviously it depends on different million factors and who the, the client is. Right.
3: I I totally agree. And this has been a great conversation. So I want to ask, you know, like, what are those kind of prehab rehab exercises that, you know, you guys feel like everyone should do? Or again, that's something that, hey, man, it's a wash. Or again, I know with evidence based movement, I ask, hey, what's a proper warm up? Because that's something I get all the time. And for me, it's like, okay, I just walk into the treadmill, 10 minutes, just for me, that's more of like, hey, let's get my mind right and then i go ahead whatever modality exercise i'm going to do and kind of you know work up to a top set then back off but for you guys hey what's a good warm up and if anything prehab rehab stretches what are those quote unquote go to's or you think hey these are somewhere this is a good foundation to start at
1: yeah in right, regards you hit it in regards to the warm up let's say for example if the main movement of the day is a bench press i'm doing a bench press for warm up It's quote unquote specific. It's the most specific warm up you'll get. If I'm, if I got a working set at 200 pounds, I start 50% of that. I progress, maybe throw some speed sets there. And that's what I do. I don't do any fancy exercises before. uh, And that's literally my warm up every single day. If I have a squat, I'm squatting as a warm up, just lighter loads, uh, play with tempos. That's, that's all I do. I, I don't like like complicated, fancy or foam rolling things. That people like to do a lot. Uh, and before Parker answers the other part, uh, I I don't think there's a must exercise in regards to prehab and rehab. Uh, it's it, it's one of those it depends answers. It depends on your goals and whatever. But uh, general strength training is the best quote unquote prehab that you can do because the data is pretty clear that the stronger you are, the less prone you are to get injured. So I would say anything that makes you stronger are
2: the must. Yeah, I would just say like if we just treat it doesn't matter what your sport is but if you just looked at yourself like an athlete like what am I trying to get? Let's just say it's just putting on muscle. Well, what do I need to do to prepare myself to reach the highest levels of intensity of that day So let's just say I'm really trying to turn up for my lats right like I want to really get a good pump in well okay so I just need to do things that are gonna make it so my lats, are pulling at its all like its optimal strength right so whether that be a proper warm-up with i mean i'm in the same boat i would just do the exercise at a lighter intensity but if somebody that likes to you know throws throw some pizzazz on their warm-up uh <laughs> we we can do we just just think about it like this like my goal is to do x y and z what can i do in a small and concise way to achieve the best results while trying to hit that goal. Now whether I like I'm going to be with I'm gonna be right here with Raul is like do you need a foam roll? No. But if you're the type of person that knows that they can't hit 405 on squat unless they foam roll, uh do it but let's have a conversation afterwards because the the psych the psychological mind like psychology is, it it will trump physiology day in and day out. If you don't think you can hit something, you're not going to hit it. You know, so once again, it does depend. If there's any exercises that everyone needs to do, it, you need to look at your program and you got to see one, is this attaining my goal? And two, is there any holes in while I try to obtain this goal? A lot of people get way too specific with their programs and they just burn out very quickly. And they just they're they like, why am I not reaching my goal? Well, we're probably taxing the system and not letting it recover. And two, now you got to let's say you got to where you need to be, but now your cardiovascular system's shot. So you can't even recover anyway. So you need to, uh, to attack your programming from all different facets of fitness. If you want to obtain something that's long down the road, it's not like six weeks from now, but if I'm training for something a year out, I need to maintain my cardiovascular fitness. If that makes sense, you know,
3: <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I'm going to pull the question on the left field a little bit, um, just to kind of hear your guys's approach to it. So, right. You, I think one of the more debilitating injuries or, or things that cause a lot of people pain is low back pain, right? That's Why great. do you guys think that is the case? Um, and then is it because, you know, daily occurrence or is it, you know, I, I, how I treat it for clients is, hey, teaching them how to breathe. And specifically, I would like to hear how you guys are teaching individuals proper breathing, proper bracing mechanics, if mm-hmm. you guys would.
2: I just talked my head off. Do you still
3: want me to go? Go ahead, Parker. I want to hear yes, you talk. Parker. Okay. Rob right.
0: wants you to, too.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, like, just to answer we we asked a very knowledgeable friend of ours who, you know, he just got published as well. And he is really big into pain science and whatnot. And we asked him that question and we got uh, a, a text message about a year later saying, hey, you remember that question you asked me? It still haunts me. You know, because, you know, we don't know, we do, we do not know why the low back is the reason why they are the number one reason why people are debilitated musculoskeletal wise. But to answer the direct question, um, when it comes to like, let's say somebody comes in with debilitating low back pain and we could talk about meeting them where they are and educating them. But if we're just talking about go to step one, step two, step three, find a tolerable movement and let's progress it. And we just got to basically work laterally from there. like so if you came in you can't flex forward that's the most simplest thing you do let's find a way for you to flex forward and vice versa can be any any movement and we just got to keep stepping and stepping and stepping like well if you can flex forward. You could do load sure or we can just find a different position that you're not able to do and then we can progress that as well. It sounds like I'm a broken record but. That's kind of like what rehab is, is just find where they suck, for lack of better words, and make them not suck.
0: <laughs> Raul, what's your input on that?
1: Um, if we knew why there's so much low back pain or why it exists, we'd be millionaires right now. But um, no, I believe I, I believe uh, we don't know. The data is not clear. Um, I mean, if, it, if I was to share my personal opinion, I believe it has something to, to do with culture and people just think that their low back is weak or I'm sitting too much time or like I'm, I'm fucked up. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, there's there's no right answer. And that that question, it still haunts me as well. Like, why do we have so much low back pain? Why is it not the thoracic spine? Why isn't it the neck? Uh, there we, we will never know. Um, but in regards to how to treat it, once again, it depends, it's highly specific. Uh, if it's a power lifter, I'm not gonna treat it like if it's an 80 year old old grandpa, right? Um, but one of, that's the beauty about this biopsychosocial approach. Once again, if, if I was a biomedical uh, chiro, I would just treat the tissue. But if you know the biopsychosocial approach, you can treat the bio, you can treat the cycle, you can treat the social. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways that you can attack the problem. Uh, but once again it's highly specific and to the person in front of you there's no right or wrong answer
2: yeah
3: yeah man i so i mean that's all i have for you guys i think you guys hit most of it on the head and i always appreciate always having a conversation with y'all and man i'm excited to see when y'all open your damn business and stuff, so <laughs> kind of you know, drop on your IGs or wherever people can find you, your your website or even in your podcast. Let us know, yeah. and then we'll definitely yeah. put it in the show notes as well.
2: You want me to do the plug? I always mess up the
3: plug.
1: Yeah, yeah. You just do it. Just do it. it. I'll, up, do, no. it. I'll, I'll do it.
2: I'm going do it. Now. Right, now, here we go. Wait, is it strength dot? It's dot right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah all right. Funny <laughs> hey, story for you I had not it. know? <laughs> well, bro. All right. So like you know, I went to a high school football team, and like I knocked this presentation out of the park you know what i'm saying like so i did one of these things We're talking about just recovery right and uh, i was just like all right let's be real i was in high school not too long ago how many of you get less than like five hours of sleep and almost damn near half the team raised their hand and i was just like okay here's literature saying that if you're not getting proper like adequate sleep levels you are you're decreasing your 40 time you're decreasing basically all your combined metrics so you are actively saying that you do not want to get a uh, a college scholarship. Is that what you're telling me? And then everyone would like you know, had their ha- heads down. I'm like no, I was there too. Anyways, not, I got their attention. I educated them. They were they were, like had their minds blown because nobody really talks to the high school level like they should. Um, and About I said, their
0: rear delts.
2: <laughs> and, and basically, what I said was like, look, I'm here 24 seven. You can just hit me up at strength underscore rehab <laughs> not strength dot rehab and so these poor people are probably like some poor person is probably getting just random messages that are just like hey how do i how do i squat you know <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're not poor anymore you just sent them a ton of business <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so you can find all, all our information at strength dot rehab on instagram and we also have a podcast which is the strength rehab podcast as if that wasn't forward enough right i think the is actually part of the title as well <laughs> <laughs> can we get verification <laughs> you, that's why i roll with me 24 7 because if i just go off the rails and i don't say something he always cross checks me you know it's a it's a yin and a yang situation and if you want to reach out to one of us personally our personal our, our personal hashtag hashtags handles are in the the bio just, you know I'm, I'm still learning this technology thing guys you know i'm glad that i I'm, I'm surprised none of you mentioned how bad my my webcam is it looks like i am a potato i can't believe you no one's made fun of it yet we your background is yeah your
0: background is honestly giving me ideas of what i should do with mine because
2: and yours is, and let's, yours is let's
0: inspiring. all remind
3: let's remind our listeners our three listeners that he's in a closet i'm in a
2: closet <laughs> and I'm, I'm sweating i'm absolutely sweating <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's bad either yeah Yo, you usually when we do this, Rello and I are are so shoulder to shoulder. It's not a big space, you know. what I'm saying like this, so I'm touching walls like this, you know, like elbows are bent. So we're shoulder to shoulder. I'm sweating. He's he somehow is good with it, and I'm just I'm praying for me never to have to like get the bead of sweat off my forehead, and then like the guest <laughs> is kind of like, are you sweating? And are you in a closet? Because I'm, <laughs> <to> be <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to be honest.
0: I'm gonna
3: have to be honest.
2: can't lie to them.
0: Like, no, you're already bringing it out for everyone to know. So (laughs) there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We got to do we're college students. We got to do what we got to do.
2: Exactly. Exactly. All right.
0: So you guys have persuaded me to possibly look further into uh, going into chiropractic care. Uh, I think it'd probably be extremely beneficial, not only for myself, but I think chiropractors need to take a different approach on how they view care. And sometimes try to do a bait and switch.
2: Bait and um,
0: switch. Raul, do you wanna share where we can find your information at, or was that pretty direct right there?
1: Uh, it was pretty direct. I mean, if you find our strength.rea profile, everything can be found there.
2: There's a link to everything. Can you just tell me I did good, please? Kind of, sort
0: of. Yeah, and uh, I love your guys' link tree. I think you guys have some really good information. Uh, Parker, for uh, just for everyone, if you go to their link tree on their strength rehab page, you can get uh, a guide to becoming your own coach if that's something you're interested in with a different approach. Uh, online coaching, if they would, if you would like their assistance, their podcast is there on both Spotify and Apple. Their YouTube exercise bank. Uh, if mine is not big enough yet for you, definitely go to theirs. See what different. Uh, views they have they'll take a different approach and also their latest article uh, what they're trying to focus on is going to be on that link tree so I think that's a beautiful
2: setup guys I appreciate it and thank you for helping us do the shameless plug I told you I need help
3: <laughs> hey man thanks guys for coming on and like I said check them out check us out and we're all about to all the smoke.